Praise God. Amen. Jesus is alive. Amen. We encourage you all the testimonies. God is real. He's interested in our lives. And the message this morning is about pressing in. That's what we are doing. That's why we meet. That's why we take time to worship and press in to the presence of God. It's important. It's important to spend time pressing in to his presence. And don't you just love it when the presence is such? Like last week, people didn't want to go again. But I, I realized that we only rent this place until 2 p.m. So eventually we had to say, time for tea and coffee. But I think if we did, if it was our own building, we would have kept going. Do you know when the revival hits, people don't go home. They meet every day. When revival hits, something happens on the inside. That's why we are pressing in. God wants us to have God hunger. One, one of the things I always pray is, God, I don't ever want to lose my God hunger. I want my God hunger to increase. And I see that God hunger in each of you. That is why we meet. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. This is the promise of the Lord. Seek and you will find. So we want to press in. We really want to press in. The days are so dark now that we as God's people have to become desperate for the demonstration of the power of God because that is the only thing that's going to save. Jesus came to give abundant life. In order to press in, we have to die to ourselves in a sense. It's interesting that the 1 Corinthians 1.29 it says, No flesh should glory in his presence. And so we see all through scripture this principle that our flesh is contrary to the things of the spirit. And our spirit is desperate to press in to the presence of God, which is why we spend time to worship and step in. We spend time listening to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. What does the Spirit of the Lord say in today? But the flesh gets weary. So we have to crucify our flesh. The flesh does not understand the things of the Spirit. Our mind doesn't always understand the things of the Spirit. So we have to be Spirit-led. In the Old Testament, we read about Israel, how God couldn't get any closer to them. He had to withdraw. He said, otherwise, they would die. They would actually drop dead because of the presence of the Lord. And when you go to Revelation 1.17, it's so interesting. They said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. So when John is taken up into heaven, he 
falls like a dead man. Why? Because of the presence of God. The presence of God changes everything. When we hear people testifying of encounters and being taken into the throne room of heaven, people say, I could only stay there for such a short time because God is so holy. God is so holy. We've got to seek. It's a commandment. Colossians 3.1 Seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above. This is the commandment of the Lord to us. This is why we are pressing in. We are seeking. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God will reward us when we diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Not just a two-minute thing, but really pressing in. That is why we meet here. That is why we are in fellowship. Because every one of us are pressing in for the more. We are pressing in for more. We believe in the prophetic word, don't we? Bill Johnson said, God gives us prophetic words, not for us to go off and strategize how to fulfill them, but for us to have a God hunger. When God speaks through the prophetic, that word and that God dream comes alive, and we get so hungry to see the will of God fulfilled. Not our will, but His will. What he says. And so be present and seek for more and more and more. More revelation. So that we can align ourselves with the will of God. And what he has for us. We cannot be satisfied with less. But the Lord speaks to us. You've heard it in the testimonies. you heard it in the testimonies. you heard when Eddie was talking about this difficult decision to make. But when you get the word of the Lord and God says, you know, step out by faith, then we do it and we press in, we diligently seek and the Lord leads us. God's dreams arise. I believe that there's like four levels in the power of God. I think this is quite um, easy to understand for all of us. And to be, have a real serious, honest look at ourselves as the body of Christ right here and say, where are we actually at? Do you think we've reached the top? No way. No way. What's the standard? Okay, level one, healings. We've just heard the testimonies. Healings. Seeing and experiencing this. I believe we are at level one. We are seeing healings. Every week there's testimonies, God being faithful to his word and people's being healed. It's wonderful. Amen. It's wonderful. We praise God for that. And we're pressing in for more. That's level one. Level two is miracles. Do you think we have miracles yet? Have we had miracles yet? seen maybe one or two stage four cancer you could call that a miracle 
getting healed. But we haven't yet seen his limb grow out, have we? We haven't yet seen that. I think we're still at the bottom end of miracles. We need to push in for that. We need to really push in for miracles. Then after miracles, you get level three, extraordinary miracles. Acts 19, verses 11 and 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. We haven't done this yet. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. If you leave your handbag behind, or you leave your coat behind, and the next person comes in and sits in your seat, and the evil spirits come out of them, that's an extraordinary miracle. We need to press in for this, people. We need to press in. This is the word of God. We cannot be satisfied where we are at. We need to go. We need to press in. Because Jesus is alive. He has not changed. But it's for us to allow him to operate through us. He is real. The power of God is real. He wants to do the more through us. He told us, you will do greater things. So we cannot stay stationary. We need to press in. There's no reason why we cannot move into the miracles and the extraordinary miracles. There's no reason. Level four. What's level four? It's the impact in the entire region. That's what Paul did, wasn't it? Did Paul come with a team of a thousand people? No. He came in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not the quantity, it is not how many, it is about the power of God. Melvin quoted, the power of God was present to heal. Then it's not, is there 10 or is there 110? No, it's, it's the presence of God there. I would rather sit with a handful of people that are filled with the Holy Spirit than the religious group of a thousand and the Holy Spirit is shut out. These are the things we need to press in for. Level four is when you have true revival, where it overflows. It's logical, isn't it? When you get healed from your burn, or you get healed from your pain in your leg, your whole family, everybody rejoices. And when they go work, they say, oh, you're so much better. So it impacts your small circle. But when you have a miracle and you're missing arms growing out, that is going to be more than just your family. Everybody that knew you were going to notice that. Do you see how that as we step up in the levels, the ripple effect is tremendous. The ripple effect. We have to position ourselves to be ready for this because God wants to do this. But we have to get our hearts ready. We need to, we cannot make it happen just by ourselves. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. But we must prepare ourselves and position ourselves to be these vessels. 
Because we cannot be satisfied otherwise. After all, is it not a commandment of Jesus? It's a commandment to those that believe. If you're a believer, wave your hand. Are you a believer? Wave your hand. So this is a commandment of Jesus for you and for me. So we have to press in for this. We need to press in to get to level two, get to level three, get to level four. To see God order. The Lord gave us as a church a prophetic word and said, move central, bring God order into Livingston. It starts off first by bringing God order into our own lives. What does that mean? Right living, right believing. First in our own heart, in our own lives. Then in our family, in our work life, in our church life. And so the circle increases and for those around us and those in the community. We need to expect this. Mark 16 verse 20. And they went out. This is talking about the disciples. Mark 16 verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. The Lord works with us. So we preach the word. When we preach the word, Jesus is alive. He shows up afterwards, performs the miracles. Amen. Signs are following those that believe. We are not chasing after signs. It is the word of God that comes forth. And then God blesses it and shows up. Why? To show all the people that he's alive and he's true to his word. This is how the first church operated. And Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. He's not coming back for a disabled church. Who does the ministry? The body of Christ. Have you ever seen a body that just consisted of one toe and one knee? I hope not. Can't accomplish very much. So every one of us need to be activated and press in and get into the fullness of the things of the Spirit, what God has called. We are all different and we have got different giftings for every one of us. You are needed. You are called. The reason you're here is because God has called you. Come on, press in, stir up. Let's get a life aligned to the Word of God. That is how it can happen. We can position ourselves. We cannot make God give us gifts of miracles, but we can certainly press in because the Scripture says in Corinthians, it says to earnestly press in for the gifts. We have to earnestly Present for the gifts. That is what we can do. 1 Corinthians 14.1 Pursue love. Desire spiritual gifts. And now he says eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. We have to desire them. We have to press in for them. 
Do you think God told us to press in and desire them and then say, oh, but you're not getting it? Like a carrot that I never... No, he's a good father. But he's asking us to press in for it. He is the giver. But we can press in for it. If you look at our website, lifecenterlivingston.com, you will see the vision. The vision for this fellowship. It's to be a, to a demonstrate the supernatural life of God, to raise up apostolic and prophetic people, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to move in healings, miracles, signs and wonder, to release the spirit-filled believers to carry the fire of God. Our vision is to go from one, two, three, four. Our vision is for the power of God to be demonstrated through the preaching of the word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why we gather. You are important. You are one of the bricks. Every one of us is one of the bricks. We all need to function. We all need to get ourselves ready. To be a spiritual refreshment where people come and are unable, like the early disciples, to preach the word with signs following. To bring the life of God to the people of Livingston and beyond. And beyond. So, each of us have things we have to do. There's some things that no one else can do for you. If you keep your gift in a box, the body will be disabled. If Richard had not spoken that word of knowledge, do you think the two ladies that came and received prayer, would they have received a healing today? No. See? See how important it is to be obedient. Everyone, Paul says when you come together, everyone has something to bring. Some people come and they pray in advance and they bring the presence of God so when you walk in, you can be knocked off your feet. Everyone has something to bring. Everybody contributes. Every one of you are important. So let's be pressing in. How do we sort out our lives? How do we position ourselves? Psalm 24, <coughs> verses 3 to 4. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? This is talking about who can go up into the spiritual places? Who can go high in the spirit? It says, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not filled up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. The, living, the New Living Translation puts it like this. If you didn't understand that scripture, let me do it again. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure. Who do not worship idols and never tell lies. So it talks about our hands and our hearts. Our hands is symbolic for everything that we do, all of our action. We have to make sure that we keep the commandments. Yes, it's really important. God sees everything. God sees everything. So we must get our hearts and our lives in alignment 
with the word of God. Clean hands is about what we do, making sure that we live right. And then a pure heart, Jesus teaches us all about the attitude of our heart. In the Old Testament, they were told just to keep the commandment. But in the New Testament, Jesus said, whoa, whoa, it's about your heart. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? We have to continuously invite the Holy Spirit, searchlight to come in our heart. Every one of us have little closets in our hearts with little skeletons that the Holy Spirit wants to clean out. Sometimes we are too afraid to open up the door and let him in. But that's going to be needed in order to step up in our levels. We need to get our hearts completely cleaned out. And this is like every day. We've got to crucify the flesh. Every day we need to say, Lord, come, show me. Um, at the last filling station, which was a joint meeting amongst several churches, um, a retired Church of Scotland minister, Maggie, came. And she told her story. Listen to this. She was in a drowning accident. She actually died. And she told us how she went. She went into heaven and Jesus was there. When she saw Jesus, he said to her, you have an idol in your life. You have an idol in your life. She's thinking, how can I have an idol? I'm a Church of Scotland minister. Oh, but this is Jesus speaking to me and he knows everything. Can you relate to that? Jesus tells us, well, you've got an idol. And we are kind of arguing, but at the same time, we know God sees everything. We can be so blind. And she didn't know what it was. And the Lord told her, your idol is food. Your idol is food. And then she said, and the Lord really challenged me. Because then she said, anything, we think of idol as somebody goes off and worships a Hindu god or something. An idol is anything that we run to for comfort instead of going to the Lord. Anything that we go to for comfort. Anything that so captivates our hearts more than the cap we are captivated by Jesus. If we're more captivated about our hobby than Jesus, then that's an idol. Oh. Let's examine ourselves. Let's ask the Lord. It's a wise person that says, Lord, examine my heart and change me. And when the Lord opens your curtain and shows in your closet that little skeleton or that big skeleton, let's get that skeleton out. The Lord reveals it in order to restore us and set us free. So whatever it is that each of us struggle with, whatever is in your closet that you really don't want to open the door and have anybody see, come on. 
Let's give the light of the Spirit coming in and cleaning up. If we want to see revival, we have to be cleansed. The Lord wants to cleanse us from all sin. But we have to come and confess. We have to come, we have to come. Confession. Repentance. Coming before Him. Then He changes us. We need to fix all of our relationships out in our lives. We need to fix our relationship with the Lord. When we fix our relationship with the Lord this way, then all of these other relationships falls into place. The people that are closest to you, your spouse, closest family or friend, whoever is in your situation, don't go and expect them to give you what you need to get from the Lord. No, fix your eyes on things above and seek Him. As we have our relationships with the Lord, as we get closer to the Lord, all our human relationships just immediately becomes very smooth and very easy. A lot of problems that, when people say they have marriage problems, actually, they probably need their relationship with the Lord to be looked at. And maybe the expectation of their spouse is the wrong one. We've got to walk with the Lord. We've got to walk in that intimacy. We want to see revival. Do you want to see Scotland changed? Do you want to see Livingston upside down? At the moment, Livingston has the lowest church attendance in Scotland. I want to see that changed. I want to see that changed. I want to see people come to Livingston to worship the living God. I want the youth to be alive in the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't we want to see it? We have to press in for it. The closer that we move to the Lord, the more any attitudes that we have that are not right are going to just shows up. Everything, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Come on, we need to deal with it. We need to deal with what's in our heart. If you find that you get yourself speaking something and then later on you think, I wish I hadn't said that. Well, it came, it came from your heart. It came from my heart. I can't run away from that. So I have to look into my heart. I have to ask God to forgive me. I have to ask the Holy Spirit to come and change me from the inside. Crucify the flesh. It's always going to be painful. But then again, why is it painful? Could it be because the flesh is not dead? Because a dead body does not feel pain. Does it? A dead body cannot feel pain. And a flesh is supposed to be dead. <clears throat> Every day we do it. Crucify our flesh. We are excited for the future. As you saw, Melvin shared in the announcements, until we get a 
the new building in Livingston, we are now opening up Stonyburn again so that we can do min more ministry during the week and starting up Saturdays with the prophetic school. We want to train every one of you, everything that we've learned, everything Pastor Richard and Eliana Samuel and James on, on worship. We want to pass on what we've learned so that collectively we all move up. And some of you are really powerful people. You are powerful. Some of you don't know how powerful you are, but you are because of the Holy Spirit. We want to teach you how to cast out demons. Yes, a third of Jesus' time he spent casting out demons. And if we don't cast out demons from the people, they are not going to be free. We have to know how to do it. We have to have the wisdom of God. We need to understand what scripture teaches about it. We need to know to how to heal the sick. So we, that's what we are planning to do. We want to teach everyone. You can be part of this. It's what you, it doesn't matter what age you are. It's not too late. You're not too young and you're not too old. But that's, my message this morning is let's press in. And let's have our hearts right before the Lord and really press in that we can see ourselves moving. It's wonderful to have all the healing testimonies. Don't you also want to have testimonies of miracles Amen. and extraordinary miracles? And do you not want to see Livingston changed and Scotland changed? Scotland will be changed, by the way, by the power of God. Amen. Scotland is not going to stay in the rebellious spirit, but it's going to move into a spirit of justice by the power of God. And it's going to be strong in the prophetic, and it's going to preach the word of God. Amen. And not be ashamed by the word of God, the power of the gospel, because that's what changes our lives. Amen. Amen.